0: Welcome to season five of Scrub Chat, a podcast of sharing stories by veterinary professionals for veterinary professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Kim Farina, a veterinarian, a writer. I've worked in the animal healthcare industry. And prior to that, I was an MTV journalist and a radio personality. So yes, my career has taken me in lots of different directions. In each episode of Scrub Chat, I sit down and chat with a veterinarian or technician so they can share their own directions and journeys what's worked, what hasn't, and how they've made it all fit. Thank you for joining me as we explore veterinary medicine combined with all the other aspects of our lives. One last thing thank you, Zoetis. Zoetis has generously created these podcasts to help support this incredible profession. So today we get to chat with Dr. Seth Andrews, who has a Ph.D. in Biological Engineering from University of Georgia. Now I know you're thinking, wait, this is Scrub Chat, did we run out of amazing veterinarians and veterinary technicians to interview? Like what's going on with the Ph.D. in Biological Engineering? No, of course not. We actually have a very special reason for asking Seth to be on the show. So just hang on tight. But first, let's welcome him to our comfy scrub chat couch. Nice to have you.
1: Thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: (laughs) So let's start at the beginning. It seems like you've always had a passion for engineering and biology. I did a lot of research on you. so, So tell us a little bit about it.
1: Sure. Yeah. So I was always interested in, in science and in biology and in biomedicine and uh, pursued that at uh, Cornell, where I did my undergrad um, and where I met my eventual possibilities co-founder and wife, Valerie, uh, doing uh, biological engineering and got into uh, orthopedics uh, for a while because I really liked to I like to be able to see the problems and <laughs> um, and with uh so much of medicine uh you know a lot of it isn't necessarily something that you can see with your eye um so uh i was i was really interested in with that with uh, in that for a while did a master of engineering and uh worked at penn state hershey uh medical center uh for a bit uh working uh, working in orthopedics and then moved down to georgia to join valerie who was doing her uh vet degree there and to uh, pursue my PhD in biological engineering.
0: What does biological engineering entail?
1: It entails a lot of different things. And it's, it's basically using our, combining our understanding of biology and our understanding of engineering to create new solutions to, uh, to medical problems. So um, for example, uh, the uh, pins and struts and um, plates that are used in orthopedics Uh, by both human and uh, veterinary professionals, Uh, those are made by bioengineers. Um, The uh, engineered uh, T cells that I am currently working on that uh, seek out and kill cancer cells, those are produced by bioengineers. Uh, So it's really a crazy wide range, uh, all sorts of cool stuff being worked on.
0: And so you mentioned the T cells and cancer cells, what are you doing in your current job?
1: Yeah, so I am a process engineer at uh, Precision Biosciences in the uh, Research Triangle area, um, and we are uh, making what are known as CAR T cells, and these are T cells that are engineered to um, attack and destroy uh, cancer cells. Uh, cancer cells that we, the, the, the cancer cells that we teach them to <laughs> recognize and destroy. Mm-hmm. Um...
0: Very interesting. And you know, the thing is, that's interesting. But ready for this, listeners, we have something else that's even like huger, which Seth is the co-founder of Possibilities, Vet Med. And you founded it, well, with your wife in July of 2020, right? So it's a, a brand new company, right?
1: Yeah, we uh, officially, we got it on the books in uh, in 2020, um, it's been an idea that we've um, been working on and developing for for quite some time, really since 2018, actually.
0: Okay. And so, you tell us about it. This is a major.
1: Sure. Yeah. So, possibilities. Uh, the, our mission is to increase the recruitment and retention of underrepresented groups of people to veterinary medicine through uh, providing a platform for mentorship and professional development.
0: What were you seeing in the profession? you know, your wife being a veterinarian, that made you think, we have to change this. Like, let's go back sure. to like 2018. And even before that, like, what was ruminating?
1: This started as kind of idea, an idea from Valerie, who grew up in the Domin- the Dominican Republic, um, surrounded by, uh, you know, veterinarians that looked like her. And mo- upon moving to the US, she discovered that that wasn't going to be the case here. She had pursued her veterinary career further. It became apparent, you know, that there was, uh, that the profession was very homogenous and that, that in, that's in, indeed the case. Um, I think uh, Bureau of Labor estimates it's around 90% white. Uh, she started thinking of ways to, to change that. And uh, one weekend in 2018, and during a hackathon for animal health, um, she and I uh, and several of her veterinary classmates Um, decided to pursue this idea and see what we could make of it. Part of what we saw contributing to that was a lack of of mentorship uh, in the profession.
0: You mentioned change. You wanted to to make change. And, And there's a lot of ways to make change. It's like, why not raise money for scholarships instead? Like, why is mentorship so important for underrepresented groups?
1: Mentorship, having somebody that has been there before that you can relate to, um, that can, you know, somebody, first of all, somebody that you can see yourself in and can know that someone like you can do this. That's, that's really powerful for, um, for somebody who doesn't necessarily get to see that all the time. And more than that, having these kind of, having a, the the kind of personalized, um, help around how do I navigate the process of becoming a vet? How do I, you know, where do I do my hours? What do I need to do? These are all um, really valuable things for someone to have. And by creating possibilities as an online platform, we can uh, hopefully overcome a lot of the geographical barriers that would keep these people from otherwise otherwise meeting
0: let's dive deeper and and how does the program work how does possibilities work like walk us through the process
1: possibilities is first of all a platform to facilitate uh, connections and mentoring. Valerie and I have been in our mentoring relationships, uh, both as mentors and mentees, These have, we've found kind of the most connection and the best, the best relationships have resulted from more informal style mentorships, right? You can have um, kind of a formal style where you kind of take two people, you figure they'll work well together and you put them together and you say, go uh, do such and such meeting twice a, twice a month and report back to us. With possibilities, we um, like to uh, let people we like to make it easy for people to find each other and find the person that they'll click with and want to talk with. If someone is interested in joining possibilities, they'll first do a training to give them kind of a baseline understanding of mentoring as well as diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, upon joining the platform, you'll be able to you'll you'll see a uh, kind of a social social uh, media style feed that we're all familiar with. But you'll also uh, be able to go into our directory of mentors and mentees and filter that in kind of an Amazon shopping style <laughs> shopping for your mentor or for your mentee by all sorts of different characteristics. Maybe I have a disability, and I want to know. I want to. I want to find a mentor who has a who has a disability as well to see how they've navigated that. Um, what are things I need to be cognizant of? Maybe I'm interested in a particular type of veterinary medicine, and would like to find somebody that can tell me about that. All of these things, along with ethnicity, sexual orientation, those are all things that you can say are important to you in a mentor. Beyond that, we also have groups uh, that different individuals from, the, from you know, similar uh, groupings can join and have a kind of closed off space within Possibilities um, rather than to, to talk with each other and, and network um, without just being out in the wide Possibilities platform. We uh, also, for, uh, free for our members, uh, host different professional networking events. Uh, along with the mentoring, we we also want to kind of help people with, you know, kind of common problems uh, and challenges that you see throughout veterinary medicine through these events.
0: And what sort of problems usually or what are the most common ones that you see?
1: So we're in the process of we've uh, been taking uh, Polls of our members to see what events they would like to they would like to, they would like to see, um, but some of the ones that we've done so far um, include wellness. So, personal wellness is a is a big uh, <laughs> a big issue in veterinary medicine. We we would really like to see our uh, members, particularly before they go into veterinary medicine, learn to take care of themselves, to develop those support networks. Um, so that they can be as resilient as possible to the rigors of the profession.
0: I'm curious, um, circling back to the process, mm-hmm. what makes a good mentor good? And, <laughs> and 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 I guess my other question is, is there a vetting process to like, do you have to apply to be a mentor or can, will you just kind of take anyone who's excited and interested in doing it?
1: There isn't necessarily a vetting process to be a mentor besides taking the training and uh, there's a quiz alongside the training to just basic test of your understanding. We believe that uh, near peer mentoring can be really valuable. So what what we would love to see in possibilities is experienced veterinarians mentoring new veterinarians, mentoring vet students, mentoring uh, college students. And as they move up through those, as you become a veterinary student, you turn around and you find uh, college students and pre vets that uh, that need mentorship as well, so that is something that we would really we would really love to see in possibilities, and we'll uh, we'll have to let you know as as time goes on <laughs> if that turns out to be the case. So as far as what makes a what makes a good mentor, it's a lot of listening. I'll say that first. A lot of being able to listen and really digest what your what your mentee is telling you, and not necessarily jumping straight to a solution that you think would work for you. It's uh, understanding your, what's what's driving your mentee. What you know. What are their goals? What are they? What are they worried about? What are their challenges? And being able to you know kind of just give them that prod in the right direction.
0: How does someone get the most out of a mentorship, or how does someone get the most out of the relationship from the mentee's point of view?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I would say maybe the maybe the biggest thing would be open to change. <laughs> um, you may hear things that you, from your mentor, that you, you know, you might not like, or that you might not have realized that you needed to work on. And it's important to be able to to take those in, in stride.
0: So hard, <laughs> right?
1: Definitely for all. It's definitely it's hard for all of us. Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> for someone who wants to be mentored, what makes a good mentee?
1: Being willing to share what's what's really going on um, and be able to, you know, say, take a good, honest look at what you're doing and how that's working out for you and being able to tell your mentor about that because, you know, they're only going to know what you tell them. And if you're holding back, there's, you know, not, <laughs> there's only so much that they can do.
0: Yeah. And you have to almost be open and vulnerable to um, have that relationship
1: right and going back to uh being the the mentor it's important to be able to cultivate that trust so that your mentee is able to share that
0: yeah yeah. and what do you hope to achieve with possibilities
1: as we go we we continue to expand we, we see all sorts of opportunities for us to do um a lot of things we would love to see our mentors and our mentees stay on the path if they're the path to veterinary medicine if they're um on that right now and continue to be successful veterinarians if that's what they're doing now. We would just love to see, you know, everybody, we, all of our, all of our, all of the people on our, on our platform succeed. I <laughs> think that would be the, um, the biggest, uh, sign that we're doing something right here. If, if we can help people be successful in veterinary medicine and and stay in there and, and just, dis- or maybe even discover something that they love if they didn't know if they were interested before.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm curious. We're talking about success. What gives you hope that possibilities? See, I, I love saying. I know you like to say possibilities. I like saying possibilities <laughs> because of how it's spelled. So forgive me. No, go right what, ahead. I want to know what gives you hope that it will be successful. What are you seeing that makes you go, Yeah, this this is gonna work.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, in the short time that we've uh, that we've actually been around, so we actually officially launched the platform in the end of September, um, and uh, with only you know, a, we had I think around 50 people testing it for us at the uh, testing it with us at the time. Um, we've grown to I think I, I just checked before this over 170 users. Um, yeah, which we're really we're really pleased about, and we've had a a great uh, Uh, outpouring of support from the veterinary community we've had we have um a bunch of different partners in uh affinity organizations and other uh veterinary uh related organizations such as zoetis uh and yeah that's that really uh that really tells us that uh we're doing we're doing something right here
0: (laughs) yeah well and and there's a need for it you're filling a gap Mm -hmm. because for sure Nobody's, you know, nobody's doing this. And it's obvious with 170 users that people want this.
1: Yeah. And we're continuing to reach out, uh, to, into the, uh, the pre-veterinary realm. I think that's where we have the most strides to, to make, um, we've been pretty good at get at, we I think getting the word out amongst, um, uh, different professional organizations and affinity groups. Um, but, uh. Yeah, we'd like to reach out to the there's plenty of people that we haven't reached yet.
0: Mm -hmm. And why do you think the pre-veterinary realm is um, has so much opportunity?
1: So there's a number of different roadblocks and bottlenecks along the way to becoming a vet or becoming a veterinary technician. And the earlier we can the earlier we can get to people and start giving them that support, um, the less people we're going to lose along the way
0: what advice would you give to veterinary professionals who are starting out in their careers, new grads or even a few years out?
1: <laughs> Gosh, I don't know if I'm qualified to answer that, but I'll do my best.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would say, don't be afraid to, to try new things, to meet new people, um, to build your support network, both within veterinary medicine and without. Um, I've met, uh, through possibilities, I've met a lot of, uh, awesome veterinarians who have also branched out and done great things that weren't necessarily medically related. Dr. Quincy Holly of Get Motivated, for one, who I'm sure, who I'm sure we all know here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. And what about for veterinary students? What advice would you give them?
1: I'd say for, for those, for those of you still in school, um, And I think this applies to everyone still in school. Keep things in in perspective that, you know, that one, that one B or C even isn't going to, isn't going to bring your entire life crashing down. Um, Not if you, not unless, not, not if you don't let it. Having been, having gone through more school, more years of school than I would like to (laughs) admit, (laughs) that's, that's definitely an important thing to just keep perspective on what, what what, thing, what is actually going to be important in the long run. Um, it's, not, it's not always going to be great.
0: So if someone is interested in joining the platform, how do they find you?
1: Uh, so you can uh, visit our website, possibilitiesvetmed.com. Um, you can also find us on social media at pause Med.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me.
0: Oh, it's such a pleasure. Well, this wraps up another episode of Scrub Chat, a podcast of sharing stories by veterinary professionals for veterinary professionals. Please remember to visit VetVance at www.betvance.com and check out Zoetta's commitment to veterinarians on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to get more information about life issues such as handling student debt, reducing stress, communication skills, and reputation management. VetVance is also available as a mobile app on both Apple and Android devices. If you have any questions or comments, please send us an email at scrubchat@zoetis.com. at We would love to hear from you. And please don't forget to share and review this podcast so we can produce more in the future. We are grateful to Zoetis for the support. Until next time, I'm Dr. Kim Farina and this is Scrub Chat.